0: welcome to stuff we love podcast
1: hello everyone and welcome to the stuff we love podcast i am scott and i'm joined tonight by my co-host joe joe how are you tonight
0: i'm doing all right scott how's
1: everybody we're doing okay doing okay thank you and Great. we are welcoming back to the podcast one of the most legendary guests the podcast has ever had on her ratings when she's on the show are through the roof around the world she talks music she talks Peloton. She talks much more than that, (laughs) but but tonight we're going to be talking music and Peloton. So please welcome back to the show, Alex. Alex, how are you?
2: I'm doing well, Scott. Thank you for asking. I'm so excited to be here again with you guys. You know, I love talking to you both.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We love talking to you as well. And uh, it is true that when you are on the podcast, I I always check the metrics for every episode and the numbers are quite high because people like listening to conversations about music, I'm sure they like the recommendations you give. You've been on the podcast for Taylor Swift album reviews, Casey Musgraves album reviews and all that. So good stuff. Good stuff. And as I mentioned earlier tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, Peloton and music. We're going to go in that order. And uh, I guess, Alex, it was a, few, a couple of months ago, back in 2021, when you were on, maybe been your first appearance on the podcast where we did an all Peloton episode. Yes,
2: and I think that was. Yep. It was my first time.
1: It was a great show, and it really was the first health episode that the Stuff We Love podcast has ever had. And I thought tonight what we could do in our Peloton discussion is kind of just give updates to one another and to our listeners about what we've been doing on Peloton. It's been in the news a lot recently because of some financial troubles at the company, but if it's okay with you, I like to focus more on the exercise component and all of that stuff. Um, So let's begin, Alex, since you are our esteemed guest this evening. Let me ask you uh, to talk to us about some recent Peloton developments in your life, some uh, new exercises you're taking, some instructors and so forth. What's going on?
2: Definitely. Um, So let me start by saying that every month now I'm trying to beat my previous month's goal in terms of the cycling challenge, the strength challenge, um, and the running challenge. So I'm trying to run more miles than December, cycle more miles than December, all of that. And it's going pretty well so far. I've, the strength component of it is new to me. I've, I just started doing, you know, more than Emma's crusher core. And I started branching out and doing some 30 minute and 20 minute, like full body exercises that I really, really love. I actually woke up today at like six 30 to do one <laughs> live with Ben that ended up being really, really great. And, um, so that's something that's new. I've been super into rock rides. I've actually been going back and taking old rock rides with Jess King and Emma's old rock rides. And I've been doing a lot of rock runs on the tread. So that's kind of a quick overview of where I'm at. When,
1: um, what is the uh, balance that you have in your workout schedule between bike and tread? How often do you use both?
2: Right now I'm training for the half marathon, the Brooklyn half marathon. So I'm doing I'm following, I'm actually following Robin's training guide in her book. So I'm doing tread one day and then the next day it's like cross training. So that could be cycling or just strength. So I'm doing tread, cycling, tread, cycling, rest. So how like every months, other day,
0: how many months out is the uh, marathon from now? March,
2: April three okay. okay. at the end of April. So yeah, I just started this week was my first week and yeah. And so it's going going the, well.
0: uh, is the training program like a formal training program that that Robin set up like for a three month period to get to the marathon or, or half marathon? So is is it structured?
2: Yeah, it is. So she has like a chart in her book where it shows you what days to do a tempo run or what days to do an easy run. And she kind of spells it out. And I think that's the hardest part about thinking even thinking about doing a half marathon or a marathon is like the training aspect of it. At least that's, what's always kind of scared me. I never know. I've never known how to train. So reading her book and taking her tips and even just having like a basic schedule is really, really helpful.
1: What would you say you like more now that you've had significant experience on the tread, the bike or the tread?
2: Oh, that's so tough. I think the bike is like my first love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm going to have to say bike, but I really, really love the tread. I think in a lot of ways it's underrated. I think the runs are more for everybody than people tend to think. And that might just be a general comment. And I don't mean it to be that way, but I think a lot of people kind of look at it and they're like, Oh, I can't run or I can't do this. But I think they really do a great job at having programs that are for everybody. Like they have a, you can run program where it's, just 20 minutes a day and it's super easy and it's you know you're not doing major inclines so it's it's easy to follow. Um
1: but I love it. Alex, can you tell our listeners the different types of tread programs that Peloton offers? They obviously offer runs, but what else do they offer by way of tread classes?
2: Yeah, definitely. There is the you can run program, which I think is six weeks, but don't quote me on that. And that's what I was just talking about. It's like 20 minutes a day. Sometimes it's 30 minutes, but it's just progression runs where you start at a pace and then, you know, you slowly increase to whatever you feel is your max capacity for the day or for the week. And it basically just goes by feeling. And they always stress that in those runs to just literally go at your own pace. It doesn't matter how many miles you run. It doesn't matter the time. And I really, really liked that one. And on the app, but not on the tread, they have separate ones for Like you can run twenty six point two, and you can run thirteen point one, and you can run five k. So they really break it out well, um, so that you can go to whatever one that your goals are catered toward. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense.
1: Yes, and they have obviously on the tread. You could also do walks and hikes, right? That's part of yeah. So
2: I've yeah, so Mm -hmm. I've taken a few hikes. Um, Those are relatively new, I think, or at least they're putting out a bunch of new hike hiking content. I'm a
0: big fan of the hikes. They're
2: good. Yeah. I, I took my first one a few weeks ago. I think the Iceland one was my first one. Um, yeah. And the and Hills are, are basically like on the bike, but you're running and it's just incline and then you go back down and, um, those are really great progression runs. Like I was saying, as a part of the, you can run program. Those are just steady pace. You increase over time and they have them that they go up to 60 minutes, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, they have, and then they have like the classic music runs.
1: Right. Now, Joe, why do you like the hike so much?
0: I honestly, I feel like I get just as much of a workout doing a hike than I do a run. Like I don't have, a, I actually don't have a tread. I have my own treadmill, but I use the app uh, mm-hmm. that I cast to the TV and it's the, uh, you know, the same effort and and everything and i'm not a big runner i I never was and i know that they have the programs you know you can run and all that but no matter what i do i'm not a good runner i understand that but that doesn't mean i can't work out on the tread and those hikes the incline gets up to 15 percent. i mean it's it's a true workout when you're doing like a 45 minute hike and uh they model them when you're on that when you watch them they model them after hikes in the real world so for example you'll be on with one of the instructors rebecca who um does some hikes and she's like, well, this is a hike I did, you know, here and here's what I did. And, and, and Beck's another one does the same thing. Like they're all, so I, I really think that's it's a, great workout and it's fun. Um, and especially for me, which I'm not a big runner and I right. get
1: that. So if you're not a runner, then I guess I'm going to direct this question towards Alex, because the other day on the tread, I mean, my, my tread, as you both know, was not assembled properly. Peloton to their credit came and fixed that the other day. And I'm very excited for that. I did a thirty-minute walk/run with, uh, which was the David Bowie one, not the Selena Samuela, but the other one. Maybe Susie Chan, who was the instructor on that. Yep. Yeah. And th- the running is really new to me. I've run outside before, but quite frankly, I'm much better on the bike than I am on the tread. And the speed that I was going at was six on the belt, which was very fast for me. That's that's good. Yeah. Uh, but like I mentally was struggling. I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm like, my, my legs hurt. I'm, I'm just in moments like that. How do you stay on pace? And I guess it goes beyond just to run same thing could happen on the bike. Cause I've certainly done workouts on the bike where I'm like, I can't do this. And I like, how do you keep going in those moments of adversity?
2: You know, I think that's a great question and it's super prominent in like my training these days. I, I was just talking to my sister about this the other day. I was running and after a while I start to lose my form. And I get in that, I get in that headspace where I'm like, oh my gosh, my legs are exhausted. I'm, how am I gonna keep going? I still have 15 minutes left. And it's kind of just like, it sounds so cheesy but it's like a mind over matter type thing for me. I think I just think about like, okay, one more minute. Like I can do one more minute. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. if I have to walk, I'll walk. If I need to jog, I'll jog. If I need to stop running, I'll stop running. You know, just taking those breaks when you need it. And I think, again, like to what we were talking about before the instructors do a great job of saying their, their line of no ego amigo. They're like, walk if you need to. And even right. they walk, they're like, I'm going to walk because I need this. And then, you know, in those moments where I feel so fatigued, I'm like, you know what they're walking. I'm going to take a walk. Like I deserve it. I just sprinted for 20 seconds or I just did my fastest pace for 20 seconds. And I think it's just all about that and getting in a different mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. Joe, um, By the way, that's a great answer. I I think I'm going to remember that because I encounter that all the time. And even sometimes I know specifically, Joe, I mentioned this to you like last year, there are Mm -hmm. times where I'm on the bike and I'm breathing heavily because the workout's really hard. And I actually stop and think to myself, Scott, calm down. And I kind of center myself and I realize, oh, I don't need to breathe like that. I could control my breathing and it actually helps your workout improve, which is pretty remarkable.
0: Right. You don't have to go hundred miles an hour, every workout, just because, you know, it, the, you don't have to hit the top end of every absolute everything. And I have to say that to myself, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm working out, whether it's on my, you know, makeshift tread or the bike, it's, I don't need to be out of breath, unable to breathe. And my heart like going crazy, uh, to say that I got a good workout. I'm still burning calories. I'm still you know, just, just being able to finish those workouts. And that's kind of how it's what you were saying. No, ego, amigo. It's like, that's their thing. And it's, yeah, I'll do what I can. And that's the best I can do. And I'm happy with that.
2: Yeah. That's a great, great answer, Joe. I agree. Great answer. It's, not every day is going to be your best, right? Like right, right. when you get off the tread and you're like, oh, it wasn't my best workout, but like you burn 500 calories. You're like, okay, at least I did something for my body and I'm moving. And yeah, I mean, matter. what's the
0: alternative? If I didn't do anything, I'd be sitting on the couch and
2: eating exactly. Doritos
0: or something, which, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean that does
2: sound
0: good. I know I never turn down, so (laughs) uh, not that that's a bad thing. But again, it's it's just something that's
1: extra. So what what do you both find to be harder on your bodies, the bike or the tread? For me, it's it's the tread.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean I I think that's part of the pounding a little bit. And I mean I've been on a tread before. The tread belt is a little hard. Like the treadmill that I have is a little bit softer, which I like. but even the workouts are different. Like I, I like the hikes, I like the walks and I like the uh, boot camps on the tread. Mm-hmm. So all those are a lot, they're just different impact than, um, than like the bike, Alex, definitely. how about you? I agree. Tread.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're moving your whole body and my legs just kill some days and yeah. to go back, Scott, just, I don't want to mean to go backwards, but about getting in that mindset again, I've found myself too like really focusing on when my foot hits the tread to the beat of the music. And I think that really helps kind of slip out of that negative mindset too.
1: That's good advice. That's very good advice. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I- So I, Alex, I when the
0: instructor says um, something like, you know, go to 6.0 to 8.0 on the tread, you just pick something where you find the beat of the music or, or do you not follow their call outs or how do you do that?
2: Yeah, I usually start in the middle. Um for me just because I've kind of been training for a few weeks and doing a bunch of runs, I usually start like at 7 or 7.5 and then I'm just like, okay, today I'm not going to go higher than that or maybe I'm feeling a sprint, whatever it is, and then as I get into like that pace, then mm-hmm. I kind of match it to the beat of the music. Nice.
1: Alex, do you use a heart rate monitor when you're on the tread or bike?
2: You know I did and then my one the one that I had stopped working. Like it would always stop working halfway through the run and then I would just get upset. And like rip it off halfway through. I'm like I'm not sure. wearing this if it doesn't work. And, and Joe, my watch you... doesn't calibrate. So
1: Right, the the Apple Watch, right? Doesn't Yeah. Right. That Apple Watch does not work well with the Peloton uh tread or the bike, which is quite surprising. Right. I'm, I'm I would have thought they would do better with that. But um
2: I think the bike plus does, but I don't know. I'm not sure.
1: Well, I guess I got to settle yeah No, the Fitbit doesn't work either. It it doesn't
0: work either. And it's just not very accurate compared to like an actual dedicated heart rate monitor Mm -hmm. that I found.
1: So Uh, Joe, tell us about what your Peloton experience has been recently in terms of uh, what you've been working on and some new stuff.
0: I mean, I've been doing a lot on the bike as always, um, but I've done, I've started to do a lot more strength. Um, I mean, you know, one of my goals for the year was to kind of Turn up a little bit in the strength area. Um, so I've dedicated one or two days a week just to working out with weights, you know, and using the Peloton programs, which is fine. Um, I've been doing the boot camps a lot. I like Adrian's boot camps on on the tread and and lifting weights with that, and that's a that's a total workout. And then I've just started the um, Discover Your Power Zones program on the bike, uh, which I've never done a program before, so that's new. And uh, you know, I'm only in week two of that. There's five weeks. Um, and you do about like four to five classes a week and, uh, you know, on their schedule. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to ride power zone right now on the bike, which is actually a lot harder, harder, not a harder workout, but it's a lot harder to do than I thought it would be.
1: And is that because you need to like focus on what you're really pay attention to what you're doing and what your resistance is and so forth and output?
0: It's, 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 it's really like none of neither of that. It's you, you match your ride to a zone. Mm -hmm. So, and for me, I was like, I'm like, you Scott, got. To, I push myself to do as like as hard of a ride as I possibly can. And when you're doing this program, most of the rides are like they call them endurance rides, and that's in the beginning, and it's it, and it's almost like a low impact ride. So when you're riding, it's you're supposed to keep your your pace and your output down. And it's just very hard for me to get into that mindset. And they say that when the rides, you know, Olivia, who's a very uh, difficult instructor it does some of these and she says on on these rides she's like it's hard for me too i can't keep this low but you have to do it to train through your way Mm -hmm. and the interesting thing is even though i've only done it for two weeks i could tell that it's going to help like it's going to help on the regular rides you push a lot more and my output's already going up oh that's great um i have two follow-up questions joe yes (laughs) go ahead
2: are the boot camps with adrian the thunder 45s
0: well he has a few but yes the thunder 45s they are are they've they be Some of the hardest classes that Peloton has, honestly, okay. um, which I like. I always go for the harder. I want to do one. I'm scared. <laughs> you, you should do them. I mean, it's so it's a 45 minute boot camp and it's 22 minutes of running and 22 minutes of weightlifting. So he does like it's like eight minutes of uh, interval running, and then eight minutes of weightlifting. That's the only time I run. And yeah. when I tell you I'm on the very bottom of his range, I am. But it's, <laughs> it's and that's fine by me. That would be me. Uh, nice. I do the weight. It's great.
2: I'll be in All last right? place. Yeah, no, you'll just
0: it's it's perfect for you.
2: I gotta take one. And then did you take your F did you have to do your FTP test yet for endurance?
0: Yeah. So you do the FTP. so you, in the power zone, you do a couple of rides in the beginning the very first week just to see what it is before you do the FTP test. And then they have you do the FTP test um to see what your uh I think it's called functional threshold power level or, or something like that. Um this don't quote me on that, it's just off the top of my head. And then that's like how they establish your zones. Um, and it's basically riding as hard as you can for 20 minutes to get whatever your best output you possibly could get is. And then whatever that is, it like puts this graph on your screen and says, this you're in zone two zone three is four, whatever. So it's one oh. through seven. And it, even though you don't have it, like you don't need the, the, to take the FTP test because like Dennis guides you through the whole thing. Um, he's big on power zone. Matt is big on power zone. And they tell you, you know, zone two, you're able to do that all day long. Zone three, you're able to do it all day long, but you're breathing a little harder. Zone four, you can do it for a couple of hours. Zone five, max an hour. Like, it's a whole thing. And then zone seven, the hardest is, like, you can do this for, like, a minute before you're oh. you're done. Um, so, I mean, they haven't really brought us up to those yet, but I've been there just because it's very hard to, like, moderate where you are. And if you tried one of these, you'll, you'll see what I mean. But the, I, I like it so far. I, I like it. I thought I would be very bored and, like, just kind of um you know why am i doing this when i could be doing a hit hills ride or something and uh it, it's still I, I do like it it's a good program so far
2: yeah i didn't take the program but i really like wilper's like 60 and 90 minute endurance rides because he yeah. always lets people pick the playlists so it's literally just a mess of like great songs
0: there's a lot of online comments about how that's horrible
2: i, uh, I love it so
0: yeah. that's great Do you did you do your ftp test
2: I did. So I didn't do the the endurance program, but I just took the FTP test one day because um, my sister was doing the program and she was like, you should take this test. So now I do it like every two months, but it's a great yeah. way to see how you improve. So that'll be great. Like yeah. when you finish, it's going to be awesome to like do it again and see how much you, you did. Right.
0: At the end of the program, there's another test. So you're basically, you're supposed to see if, if and how you've improved.
2: Yeah. I have that heard, uh, you
1: mentioned both of you that you're doing a lot more strength training I had heard one of the instructors say that in order to get a full workout experience, cardio is not enough. You need to do strength training. And I'm curious on the days that you do strength training, other than the boot camps, I'm not talking about the bootcamps, do you also do cardio or do you just take days and devote them 100% to strength?
0: For me, I mean, when I do strength training, i I'd still get a somewhat of a cardio workout. So even not including the bootcamp, which is totally cardio also. But even just like doing a 45 minute full body strength, I'm breathing hard. My heart is going. I feel like it's a, it's a full body workout. So I don't do anything extra, although maybe I'll do a a walk at the end of it. Right. On the treadmill, like a 20 minute walk or something like that.
1: Alex, for
2: for me, I usually do either bike or tread and strength every day. But when I, but I do take like a, like an easy strength day. Um, so I'll either replace it with a boxing class and just kind of to get that arm work in or do like a five minute, like arms and lightweights or something, just so that I'm moving my body, especially on a rest day. Um, but I would love to dedicate a full day to it. I just think I need to get to that point. Like I'm slowly working my way up. I've done like five, 10, 15 minute. Now I'm starting to get into like the thirties and 45s
1: for uh, the 45 minute full body workout is a very complete workout.
2: Yeah, I believe it. Uh, So it was the 30 minute 30 minutes.
1: And if you do like a 30 minute upper body, and there's quite a few of them on there, you really get a good workout in your upper body. And something I have personally learned with strength training is that it doesn't even really matter the amount of the weight. In other words, I, you know, sometimes they'll tell you to use a lighter weight. And I'll think to myself, well, why am I going to use a lighter weight? I know I could lift more than this, but It's the nature of the workout you're doing and the repetition that can actually make your arms, for example, tired with a lighter weight. So you can have an amazing workout with a light weight and not expect that. That's happened to me quite a few times.
2: Yeah, me too, for sure.
1: Now, I want to hear this story. Apparently, before we went on the air tonight, I was told that there would be a story that Alex would tell that she had to save for the podcast. And now we're doing this podcast. So I want to hear the story. So Alex, I'm going to turn it over to you
2: i love looking at joe's face <laughs> as you intro the story <laughs> because he already knows <laughs> okay so i'm assuming because we love disney of course did you guys take emma's disney ride
1: yes. The yes most recent
2: one okay so in the ride she had said something about i i can't even remember the line and joe please feel free to jump in and correct me if i'm wrong or if i'm like totally in the wrong direction. She said something about like, I have two greatest thing or there are two things that I want in life. Like one is this and I can't remember what it was. And the second is my own Ben and Jerry's flavor. And I was like, well, I'm super bored. So I'm going to like send something to the studio. And I was like, oh, is that weird? Like, I don't know. It was just one of those days where it was like a Saturday night and it was like one free weekend I I had in the last like three months. And I'm like, I just felt like doing something artistic. And I was like, I'm going to make a pint of Ben and Jerry's for Emma Lovewell and send it there. And I did. (laughs) So literally what I did, like I, I made it and, but I was trying to be super creative about it. And one thing about like when I do random things like this is that I, I love the outcome because there's so much inspiration behind it. Right. Like I didn't just take the comment and like, say, Oh, I'm going to make something silly and send it. Like, I was like, no, her rides really inspire me. And what she says really inspires me. And that goes for a lot of instructors. But I was like, and this is like my, like, I was like, why not? Like I was, I just felt like doing it. And I came up with names for her flavor and I made it you've met your matcha because she always posts that she makes matcha. And then on the side of it, I wrote, you don't have to eat this. You get to, because she always says you don't have to do this. You get to. So (laughs) like when all was said and done, I made these ice cream, fake Ben and Jerry's ice cream pints. And I was like, I'm not going to send them. This is so weird. (laughs) And then my sister was like, no, you have to send them like this. It's probably going to be the most thoughtful gift that she's gotten from like a member. And I was like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know, it's in my blood to do this, because I've worked in marketing and advertising for so long. And that is literally my job to like, create touch points. So when I just made this, she was like, you made that. And I was like, yeah. Um, So I sent it out. And I obviously sent real ice cream because I felt like the gift was incomplete without real Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) And thank God it got there on time and apparently was still frozen. Um, And after the live ride tonight i just sent her a message and i was like hey I, I i know this is a long shot and i because i'm not like again scott and joe you guys know me i am like the most awkward <laughs> like i would never like i don't pm celebrities like i don't do things like that and i was just like i'm just going to message her and see if she got it and i messaged her and then 30 seconds later she like made six stories about my ben and jerry's pints and I nearly collapsed. Like I was freaking yeah, out very because, cool. because again, like I sound like such a dork, but it's so fun to be so inspired by something like fitness and Peloton and the apparent cult that members have created. And then you see it come to life and just like a silly day and like a silly free day of mine turned into something so fun. Okay. Listen. So Scott, you need to please go watch the Instagram story.
1: I just loaded it up. And as soon as I saw it, I
2: immediately shut it down because I
1: need to sit down and study those Instagram stories. Okay. <laughs> Joe, what is your reaction to this? I may have that may be the greatest thing I've ever heard on the Stuff We Love podcast.
0: Honestly, I have to tell you, right before we went on the air, I was just playing around on Instagram and I saw this pop up and I was like, What is this? Because <laughs> I saw Alex's name on there from her story. I'm like, no way. And then I remembered the line from from the uh the ride, and I am like, there's no way Alex did this. And there it was, I, I was, I was astounded. I really oh, was. I, and I was like, job. I knew I was going to have to say something when we saw it, when I saw her later. And I also side to...
2: note, it yes, was so kind of her to even reply and oh, yeah, share. And like, I, I was the, I didn't want any record. Like it was just a, an added bonus. Like it was just incredible. I just wanted to make sure that she got it and knows like how inspired I was by the rides and everything she says, but very, very great response and and super thoughtful.
1: I just want to say one thing here, which is that, Alex, you are a very good person. That's right.
2: Thank you, Scott and Joe. Thank you. I
1: bet you're the type of person around Christmas that likes to give gifts more than receive. Is that correct?
2: Oh, of course. Yes. But it's like I'm like a a serial gift giver. Like, I can't stop. I love buying gifts for other people just because I feel like people deserve the world and they won't give it to themselves. So I'm just like, I'll 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 take a bike plus.
1: (laughs) No, that's really awesome. And Emma, I, I thought that Disney ride was fantastic. I thought the set list was great. I love the way she incorporated. We don't talk about Bruno from Encanto in there. Great and, movie. Great um, song. I just, uh, it was a feel good Disney ride. That's, that's for sure. And she did a tremendous job with that. Along with the Foo Fighters ride, great. you mentioned rock rides. That was one of the better rides, her Foo Fighters ride this year or last year.
2: That Foo Fighters ride, I kid you not, I think was the best ride I've ever done on Peloton. Not even like I mean, of course, in terms of music and the fact that Emma taught it and like her love for the Foo Fighters, a personal best. Like, I don't even know what got into me, but I was like slamming the handlebars. I was so excited for that ride because, I mean, I obviously love the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl is just incredible. He's an incredible human. Um, But that was a really, really great ride. And the strength was great, too, with Selena Zamala. I took that one. Mm -hmm.
1: Nice. Um, before we get to the music discussion, I just want to brag for a moment, if I may, this morning, I don't know if you reviewed my rides for the day, but I went back to uh, old school classes on Peloton and I did a Billy Irish ride, not Irish, Billy Eilish ride, okay? I saw that. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm looking at it now. I don't know if you noticed, but out of over 110,000 people on there, I finished top 10%.
0: No, way. I saw that, and which is also very impressive for who taught that class because you know they're usually more difficult.
1: It was tough. I was very proud of myself, and it also continues this trend where I do perform best on pop rides. I set a personal record on the Taylor Swift German red ride, which uh, wasn't even in English, and I, I still, this you know, <laughs> is a great by ride, by it, the isn't. way. Um, I did have a question for you before we wrap up on this uh, for, for both of you. When you do a run, on the tread, a run thing, just not walk and run, but strictly run, is there walking involved or is it truly nonstop running?
2: I personally walk, like on the recoveries. sometimes I walk. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily like a major portion of it. Like they're never like, oh, here's a walking section. Um, But they definitely encourage walking on the recoveries.
1: Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, Last question on Peloton, we'll go around the, the three of us and we'll start with Alex um right now well and no, i was going to ask who your favorite instructor is but clearly that's emma right now <laughs> for for you alex right oh of course yes no um, it's dennis <laughs> dennis, hey, is great. Hey, hey. dennis is great um let's go around and mention one class that we've recently taken that stood out to us and uh, alex we'll, we'll go to you
2: i think if i had to pick one it's kendall's pop punk of course not from tonight but the most recent one, like the last one. I think it may might have been two weeks ago. Okay. Um, I just love her energy in those rides. You can just tell it's like Emma with rock and you know, like Selena Samuela with rock. You can just tell that they're so into it. And then it makes you get more into it. Right. right. Like that is so Kendall's vibe. And I, of course, love pop-punk music. Um and it was like you're at warp tour and it brings back memories. It's mm-hmm ridiculous as that sounds but you know you hear a song and you smile like a dork for like five minutes
1: (laughs) i love that that's awesome joe how about you what's a highlight ride for you recently
0: um highlight ride for me recently was uh, sam yo's acdc ride
1: oh yeah that honestly that might be the
0: best ride i've taken on peloton so far um i just thought it was amazing and i'm not a big sam yo i mean i liked him but I, i don't ride with him that often and the energy you could tell he was a real fan of ACDC and there was a point where it was like every time I say one word, turn it up a point and it it, it was intense. And I mean the ride was amazing. I mean, by the time it was over, I didn't I didn't set a record or any a personal record on it or anything, but I was it was like I can't believe I worked that hard on this. And uh it was great. I mean, definitely top three rides I've taken on Peloton if not number one.
1: That's awesome. That that's a great choice. I love that. Um, I'm what about looking, you, Scott. I'm looking at my record and I thought I did. I, I mentioned the David Bowie walk run on the tread. I thought I did a David Bowie ride on the bike. Maybe I didn't do that yet, but uh I'll mention um Jen Sherman's Billy Joel ride, which I had never taken. I went back and did it, which is old school because you know there's people in the studio and they don't have that right now. Um I happen to like Jen Sherman because I feel I get a good workout that's accessible on there. It's not crazy metrics. But uh, she told an amazing story in the ride, which uh, Joe, I know we talked about Alex. I don't think I shared it with you. She told a story that years ago, she was in an airport getting ready to fly to Israel. And she was listening to Billy Joel's album, Stormfront, which I think was my first Billy Joel album I ever got. But great album. Anyhow, um, she's listening. And Billy Joel is in the airport by chance at that time. And he's walking towards her by coincidence. And she got up, took off her headphones, put the headphones on Billy Joel's head. He heard what she was listening to, started talking to her. He signed the album. They took a picture together. I thought that was a fantastic story.
2: That's amazing.
1: That's great. I have that
2: ride bookmark, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. You got to take it then. So uh, you'll hear the story again. (laughs) But um, it was a good workout, too. Very solid. And also along the lines of David Bowie, Ben's 20-minute upper body strength David Bowie one was very good. Oh, I
2: need to take that. I took the ride with Jess King and then <laughs> i took the bowie run with selena Wella.
1: how was that it
2: was good okay it was like a fun run okay like very you cool. just do whatever you want and she's like listen to me or don't like wow. and she was just rocking out it was fun awesome fun vibe.
1: well this has been an amazing peloton discussion as always all great all great stuff love it and let's now turn into part two of tonight's episode featuring special guest alex <laughs> and uh <laughs> Tonight, we're going to be talking about something that we have certainly talked about before here on the Stuff We Love podcast, and that is music. And I want to begin by mentioning something to you both, an article I read, and I wanted your quick reaction, and then we'll get into what we've been listening to recently. So not too long ago, I read a story about the revival of CDs and how in 2021, even though CDs were still by no means the norm in the industry, more were bought that year than in prior years. And I just read another article by our favorite, Music journalist Rob Sheffield in Rolling Stone magazine, where he also wrote about the CD revival. And a lot of it goes back to Adele last year, Taylor Swift with the uh, reissues. And he was talking about why he thinks CDs are making a little bit of a comeback. And one of the reasons he mentioned resonated with me, and I wanted your reaction to it. So this is the reason. He said, when you listen to music through streaming on your phone, it's not like you can easily focus on the song. Because you'll get a call, you'll get a text message, a tweet notification, or something like that. And that has happened to me where I'll be listening to a song and then I'll constantly get an alert on my phone and I'm distracted. And maybe even the song pauses. Um, that was one of the reasons why he said CDs may be making a comeback because that in the you can focus on the album, you can have no distractions, you don't need to flip the album like you would vinyl. And that's on top of it being good sound quality. And it's it. He really emphasized it as a celebration of the album as an art form. But what is your take? What is What are the difficulties you encounter when streaming music?
2: I completely agree with you, Scott. I think one of the most annoying things about wearing my AirPods is that if I'm on a walk and listening to music, it'll do that little ding and it'll be like, Scott texted you or Scott wrote a message and it says, and then she'll read it. And I'm just like, oh, can I get back to my song? Right. So, I, I really, really, really think that that's one of the major struggles with streaming. And I honestly, I know this is probably not true, but I don't think you get the same effect. I don't, and that might just be a hot take, but like when I put on a record, like a vinyl record and I'm just sitting in my room or, you know, sitting and hanging out and doing work, it's such a different vibe because it's not on your one thing that you rely on the entire day. Right. Like sometimes I'm sick of looking at my phone. I don't even want to change the song. Whereas like, When I put a a record on, it's on and it's staying on until I have to flip it over and listen to the other side or, you know, and I just think that's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a big issue. It's one of the
1: reasons, uh, I'll just say this real quick, Joe, is that I've kind of enjoyed recently listening, if it is streaming through like the uh, Alexa, even though I said it now that, okay, didn't ring in the house. But in other words, I don't need to look on my phone. I also, I'm obsessed with my phone and I'm on there all the time. I think I, I got a screen time notification. I was averaging eight hours a day last week, which Sounds is almost right. like, you know, you take it away from me territory. But um, I kind of like to streaming where I don't need to look at the screen. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah, Joe, how
2: I mean, about there's so many times
0: doing? when I've been streaming music and the phone rings and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know, like, <laughs> I just want to listen to my song. I don't want to deal with this.
2: Oh, Scott's yeah. calling again. Exactly. Well, oh, man, exactly. <laughs> no.
0: what is Nobody this else stupid phone call out. about? <laughs> um, I I that I read that article, Scott. You sent it to me, and I, I I agree with that. I mean, there there's also something about having like the the book in front of you from the CD with the lyrics inside, and you know, I, I, I mean, I've always preferred CDs anyway. I still buy them if I can, but uh, you know, when you when you look, I I used to read that whole book, even like the producers and the thing, the notes at the end and everything. And when you get a CD and there was no lyrics in there, I'd be upset. You know, so you don't get that with streaming, even though the lyrics are on there, like, like, you know, if I listen to Amazon music, it pops up every, you know, every sentence, but it's just not the same effect. And I think that has a lot to do with it.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love the liner notes and and most of the time too, in those notes, you get the lyrics, but you get a story about the song. And I think that's so important too, because then it all makes sense
0: like you know taylor swift even back to taylor as always she you know used to highlight certain words in her lyrics that it makes another message you don't get that when you're streaming you know music on on uh the you know itunes or
1: anything like that it's just right it's, it's not the same so i i love those comments and i also love the fact that in that article by rob sheffield he talked about how like box sets were something to strive for how you'd see it on display in the in the cd store And it would be a great moment when you could actually get the box set. And for me, one of my most like defining CD moments is when I came home from college. It may have been my first winter break or second winter break. And waiting for me at home for Hanukkah was the Stevie Wonder box set at the close of a century. It was like one of the first box sets I ever got. And I loved all four discs, all the songs on every disc. Just a memory I have of, you know, getting something in CD format. That's great.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I can, easily, I can go back to that too. I mean, just even, I remember buying in 19, I guess it was like 94, the CD of pulse by Pink Floyd and they had a blinking red light in there. Yes. And, you know, <clears throat> I think I bought it with you, Scott, actually. And, uh, Oh really? Yeah. Of course. And it, it just, I just remember like, you know, just how cool it was to have this special edition in your hands versus just, you know, you open up a phone and it's like, Oh, this is the special edition of the CD, but you right. don't even know it's no different.
1: So here's yeah. a question for you. And I uh, really, I, I guess it's for Alex, because we both have Spotify. Do you ever purposely listen to something though, despite the drawbacks to streaming, do you ever listen on streaming so that it's more likely to appear ultimately on your Spotify wrapped?
2: Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I keep, I keep like a tally in my head of the albums that I've listened to over and over again. I'm just like, I better be on my Spotify wrapped in 2022.
1: So speaking of that, tell us an album or song or an artist that you've been listening to a lot recently. Should I go first? Yeah, absolutely.
2: I am, I mean, I've been listening to a ton lately. You know, I always go through my like, Obsession with the Beatles. I mean, I'm always obsessed with the Beatles, but I go through my Beatles phase, my Billy Joel phase, my Bruce phase, you know, like the classic stuff. Mm -hmm. But I've been super into the Lumineers new album, Brightside. Okay. And I think you guys might appreciate this, although I don't know if you guys are fans, but I was reading this article about how they incorporate like Paul McCartney bass and Billy Joel piano into their music. And then I listened to the new record and I was like, holy cow, it's true. Like, and even if I didn't listen or even if I didn't read that article first, I think I would have picked up on it just given the way that the album is like written and the way that they play it. Um, so if you haven't listened, it's called bright side, but it's really, really good. And they have amazing, of course, bass piano.
1: Do you notice more of a bass piano on this album than their previous albums?
2: You know, I think it's pretty, they're pretty consistent. Um, they all like each album tells a different story and that's what I love so much about them going back to our liner notes conversation, um, Mm -hmm. for their last record, they made a video, like a, a visual album. And it was amazing. And I mean, I've been a fan of them since their first album, but, um, you know, when I went back today and I was listening to the old records, I was like, Oh man, they do this on every, every single album. And I never noticed. And then on this one, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I get it now.
1: So that's a great recommendation. And before I turn to Joe for his recommendation, I have a Beatles question for you, Alex. I remember you said a while back on a previous episode that you often listen to the Beatles before you go to sleep. Is that correct? All the time. When you do that, do you choose a particular song or do you usually choose like an album and let it play or put it on shuffle? Like what's your mode of listening?
2: Oh, that's a fantastic question. I'm so prepared tonight. Oh, that's <laughs> um, great. That's great. My go to is always Sgt. Peppers. Oh, always. wow. Okay. Always. Almost every night I try. Why? I just let it play. I, I don't know. There's just something about it. It's mm. always been my favorite. I think it was, I just remember being a kid and like playing on rock band, Beatles rock band. And I was instantly obsessed.
1: Charger Peppers, of course, is an amazing album. It never gets old. It's uh, such a bright, exciting album, even though some of the songs are not bright, like she's leaving home. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's of not course. A, but just fantastic. You have to have
2: some downers before bed. I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: That is true. It's, a, it's such a great album. Um, thank you, Alex. And uh, now we'll turn to Joe. Joe, what is something you've been listening to recently? Um, That's everything.
0: I mean, I've uh, really, it depends on the day. I've been listening to a lot of jazz lately, uh, a lot of blues. I always listen to blues. And then, I don't know if, we've, if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but one of my all-time favorite bands is My Chemical Romance, which is not like jazz or blues, but it's, um, you know, they're, they're just amazing. And I found this other band called Save Face, which is a band from New Jersey. And they just put out an album called Another Kill for the Highlight Reel. It was maybe a couple months ago. And it it is obviously um, influenced by My Chemical Romance. And it, if you like the pop punk slash emo type music, I mean, it's an awesome album. And I'm really glad that I found it out of just like nowhere, which uh, it was It's a great album, and especially if you like My Chemical Romance. It's really like that.
1: Alex, are you a My Chem fan? I am. Um, I haven't,
2: but I honestly haven't listened to them in a while. mm -hmm. Because I had tickets to their tour, and then when COVID happened and it got canceled, I was super, super bummed out. Not that I'm boycotting her or anything. I just, it like fell off the radar for me for a little bit.
0: I haven't listened to it in a while either. After I've listened to the Save Face album, I put on My Chem again, and it was like, Wow, this is amazing, you know it's I, like I, I can't to, believe how good this band was I and that, now that they're reuni- hopefully reunited, you know it's uh yeah, I can't wait.
2: I
1: heard Helen on Alt Nation the other day, which I hadn't heard on there in a long time,
0: yeah, I think they're ramping up for the reunion tour right so
1: yeah, it's they they're such a great group, and um even the last album that they released the uh I always get the name of it wrong. Danger Kill... days. It's... Danger days. Yeah. I love that album. I thought that was a great album. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. Um,
0: but yeah, that safe face, which is this like local band there. Uh, it's really cool. Awesome.
2: I'm yeah. That's to awesome to them.
1: So for me, I will, we'll do another round of this. Cause I, I love getting recommendations from both of you. If you recommend something to me, it carries a lot of weight because I know we're all serious music fans here. Um, I, you know, it's, Joe, you mentioned you've been listening to more jazz. And back in October, when I was in Walt Disney World at the boardwalk, I was sitting outside eating ice cream, as I often do in Walt Disney World, not thinking about Peloton in that moment. And or thinking about Peloton and thinking, why am I eating this ice cream, but still eating it anyway. (laughs) And anyhow, um, and by the way, let me say one thing about that. That's something that I have gone through a lot of internal debates about. Like, why am I eating? Am I being too loose? Callie Gullickson, a great Peloton instructor, posted on TikTok, I think yesterday that she spent the day lounging around her home eating snacks from Trader Joe's and just like vegging out. And she said, it's good. You got to do this for yourself. You deserve it. And I thought that That resonated with me and I thought to myself, you know what? I should not be as hard on myself. I constantly need to remind myself of that when it comes to eating and things
2: like that. I do too Yeah, all the time, but I saw that exact post and I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat a bowl of pasta tonight. (laughs) I don't really care.
1: That's true. That's And that's the way it should be. That's absolutely the way it should be. But anyhow, I was on the boardwalk and they had great jazz music playing. And I Shazam the song on my phone and it was by Dexter Gordon, the legendary jazz musician. And I started listening to a lot more Dexter Gordon. So when the new year came, one of my resolutions was to listen to more jazz. And I've been listening to a lot of Dexter Gordon. He's a, I guess he was a saxophonist right? Is is that Joe? Yeah. 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 And I just, uh, I find it to be very relaxing. Jazz kind of brings me peace and calm. And if you actually are not doing something else and can sit and focus on the music, it's so beautiful. And I I just, I happen to be enjoying the work of Dexter Gordon now. So that is my recommendation. My first recommendation tonight. That's a great recommendation. Dexter Gordon's a legend. Yeah, and now let's go a reverse way. So we started with Alex. Let's start now with Joe. Joe, what is a recommendation? This is this is tough because, I, like I said,
0: I've been listening to absolutely everything. Um, I'll send the I'll send the song to you, Scott. There's a song by a band called The Score. It's called Enemies, okay. and it's it's a new it's a new song that uh, I recently found on the Amazon New Alt Music list, uh, which changes literally every day and they just keep adding things to it and and replacing songs. So this is how I get all of my new alternative music. Um, it's one of the best playlists I've found. And I'll send this, this song to you both. It was called The Score, uh, The Bands of The Score. The song is Enemies, it's awesome. And then in a totally different vein, one more thing is on YouTube, there is a couple of channels that have eight or nine hours of coffee shop type jazz that just has, it's, it plays on a loop. I put it on in the background at work uh, and it just like kind of transports you to like, you know, if you're working in a Parisian cafe uh, or something like that, it really does get you in, in that kind of mindset. And, um, you know, after my binging of Emily in Paris, I really want to be there right now. So that's kind of perfect for uh, for for that. So, I mean, there's there's a couple of channels that do that on YouTube and I, I recommend
1: seeking something like that out. Those are great. And I, I remember we were going to talk about Emily in Paris, but uh, Alex, you have not seen it, correct? I have not. Well, well, we'll hold off on that then. Such a great show.
2: I need to catch up.
1: It is it is worth watching. Um, Joe, those are great recommendations. The score, I actually think opened for Paul McCartney years ago. I may have seen them open at... Uh, I think you're right. Didn't we see them at City Field open for Paul McCartney? Did that ring a bell? I, I mean, we saw Paul McCartney at City Field. I don't remember who opened yeah. um,
0: that night. But now anyhow, those are up. great.
1: And I, uh, you had sent me previously the Parisian Cafe, one of the Parisian Cafe YouTube videos, yeah. and they that was awesome. So I, I do like that. And you just let it play. YouTube yeah. is a great source for music. There are creators out there who only release their stuff on YouTube and they do such amazing creative things. Like there's one channel, I think it's called Ambient Worlds. And the guy that does it takes Disney music or Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or Christmas music. And like they create this atmosphere. So we would be like, okay, this is music that would play in Gryffindor House around Christmas time, and he has images on the screen on his YouTube channel that are related to that. So um, this is sense awesome. of that. So yeah, YouTube is awesome for music and other things. Actually, for everything because I'm on YouTube half the day. But, um,
2: <laughs> Same. <laughs> so the YouTube Alex,
1: rabbit hole. <laughs> it's true. You can, uh, a great YouTube thing I'll recommend Alex before we get to your music is you know I love Funko, the company that makes these pop culture vinyl figures. They have their own youtube channel and they just started this thing called fun tv which is an hour-long thing where they do a pop culture game show preview new products and a bunch of other stuff it's so awesome and funko has a store in california i may be in california next year on a trip i really want to go to the store i would make this it's like a huge la store of all funko stuff i'm going to give you my list of things to buy because i didn't know that even existed yeah I bet there's a YouTube video of it. I'm going to go online and watch after this. That'll be great. Um, the rabbit hole you spoke of. But yep. uh, Alex, what is another? Fine, uh, uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, another music recommendation tonight.
2: Oh, it's so hard to narrow them down. So I'm going to give you two.
1: Okay.
2: Um, I have been super obsessed with Florence and the Machine. Always have been. Um, but I'm really into their album Lungs. I've been listening to it a lot lately. And then it was perfect timing because this meme about them went around the internet. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so weird. And of course I shared it. <laughs> um, so Florence and the machine and Scott, we talked about this the other day, but the weekend's new album is really, really good. In Do my opinion, FM. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I being completely transparent with you. I wasn't not that I wasn't the biggest weekend fan, but I just like, I couldn't get super into his first record, and then with this Agreed. one, I was I I really really liked it, um, especially the song with Tyler the Creator, which is also a very unlikely choice.
0: Yes, I me. actually heard a, a weekend song on Alt Nation the, the other day. Which one? Yeah, he's like I don't, I, even, I don't remember what it was. Honestly, I'm not a I'm yeah. not a weekend fan. I'm not too familiar with the new album, but I I was surprised that they were playing it on that channel.
2: Yeah.
1: The uh, weekend album Dawn FM is like a simulated radio station. Do you know the voice of the DJ is Jim Carrey? No way. Yep. That's that's cool. Awesome. Um, And the song you referenced featuring Tyler the Creator, which is, I'm going to look it up real quick, uh, the name of that song, because I just want to make sure I'm giving you the correct information. I have the album right here. Here we go
2: again, I think.
1: Yes, it is Here We Go Again. And that song has as a co writer, Bruce Johnson of the Beach Boys, 78 or 79 years old, apparently, was in the studio with Skrillex, Skrillex am I saying that right? Yeah. And yeah, he Skrillex. knew The weekend. and he, if you listen to that track, I mean, wow. think about that song. You could. There's the Beach boys s harmonies that are on the track. And once you know that, that he's a co-writer, it'll change your whole perspective of listening to the song.
2: Ooh, I'm going to have to go back and listen. I got to say, say a I
0: that. I was going to say, I highly recommend Tyler Creator's latest album. By the way, I've been listening to that a lot, also. Okay, it's called "Call, Call Me If You Get Lost" from last year. There's a song oh, on that called "Wilshire." It's it's like a ten minute long song, and it's just like kind of, it, it's
1: unbelievable we could go spinning to that song. Like we did all too well on the rock. Yeah, I was, was going to say
2: Joe, is it better than all too well? What are you saying? It's probably
0: better than Ben stretched all too well, but
2: yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> agree that. That wasn't the best. That was incredible. Ben, you're great, but that, 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 that was not our favorite Ben thing, but it was good. <laughs> respect, respect. Um, Alex, great recommendations for you on, from you on there uh, for my other recommendation tonight. And then I want to get to a quick music lightning round. Like we always do. And then we'll go to Love wrap it. up. Um, there's a years ago. I was listening to Pandora and the Brian Wilson channel. And I I heard a group called the Explorers Club. And I've always been a sucker for harmony in music. That's why I love the Beach Boys. I love just harmonic sound. And there was a song by this group, the Explorers Club called Hold You Tight. That's the name of the song. And I loved it. I favorited it. And I started listening to them. And they basically, they're a modern band. They've gone through several lineup changes. And they evoke that 1960s, 1970s, sunshine pop sound, heavily influenced by the Beach Boys. They have a new album out called Wattage. And just like the Weekend Dawn FM, this is like a simulated radio station from the 60s or 70s, and it's all covers of songs from that time period. Like they do the song, Hurt So Bad, which was originally done by Little Anthony and the Imperials, but they do the version of it as it was done in the same arrangement by the Letterman, popular group from that time period. And uh, you'll you'll pretty much know almost every song on the album because they're famous oldie songs. But I love it. I love the sound of it. And it really has a feel like you're, you know, in American Graffiti, the movie, listening to, you know, driving around, cruising, listening to the radio. And uh, so as someone who loves music from that period, I like the album Wattage by the Explorers Club. So uh, plus I tweeted about it from the Stuff We Love Twitter account and they responded, the official band tweet page. or they, They liked it. So that was the of sending ice cream to Emma. No it's not. <laughs> no it's Love not. It, actually. I don't that actually diminishes what you did Alex. So this is not <laughs> the equivalent. Um but it was awesome nonetheless. Uh okay, now here we go, lightning round. I'm going to just throw out questions to either one of you. I have not thought of these questions. This is just my own mind working, but before we get to that Alex, I had a quick question for you. You were on the show with me a couple months ago when Casey Musgraves released the album Justified. And we had a good reaction to it, although a little bit lukewarm. I think yours was a little bit more tepid than me in terms of your response. Has the album grown on you?
2: Um, it it has definitely grown on me. I will stand by my comment that I made on the podcast that the second half of the record loses me a little bit. Um, I think that might have been one thing we, we agreed on. Um, but I think overall, it's definitely it's getting better. I'm actually seeing her very soon in two weeks. I think at the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm jealous. Can't wait to hear about that night.
2: Uh, it's I'm so excited. I have seen her on every single tour. I think. Yeah. Every tour.
1: What is your favorite song? Okay, here we go. Let's start the lightning round. Alex will start with you. Okay. Random questions. I'm going to be thinking of this, but the first one I mentioned, I thought of here. Favorite song on golden hour.
2: Velvet Elvis.
1: Actually, I remember you'd said that before. So. Yeah,
2: we agreed on that, right?
1: Um,
2: <laughs> or Lonely Weekend. Oh, I have Lonely it's a
1: great song. Lonely Weekend's so a, good, a great song. Um, okay, here we go. So this is now the official start to your lightning round. If you could see any album by Taylor be released as her next Taylor's version album, what would it be? Oh,
2: Speak Now, of course.
1: What's your favorite song on Speak Now?
2: Oh, title track. It's gotta be. Love that song. Yeah. Uh,
1: what's your least favorite song on Speak Now?
2: That's so tough, dear John. Probably my least oh, favorite.
1: Wow, yeah. I was not expecting that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what. There's just something about it. I don't know. Maybe I just listen too much. Um, but Speak Now, of course, has to be. It's it's the best song. I think it I is like. my favorite song on
1: the album. But I also love Last Kiss, which I find lyrically to be.
2: Oh, it's a great song.
1: Absolute perfection. I mean, I'm. I could be getting the lyrics wrong, but I love. You Kissed Me When I Was in the Middle of Saying Something. There's Not a Day I Don't Miss Those Rude Interruptions. I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, who writes like that? That's I brilliant right there. And who writes it? Too, Taylor. Taylor. Um, who co-writes
0: these songs? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> writes these songs, right? um, Unbelievable. But, uh, okay, a couple more questions for you. And I'm not, there may be another wraparound for you, Alex. So get ready. But Oh, I love it. Um, Wait, but also
2: side note. Yes. What do you guys love about Dear John?
1: Uh, Joe? <laughs>
0: I don't. I. I wouldn't say I love it. I think it's a good song, just in general. The songwriting, you know, the story. I mean, certainly not my favorite on the album, but I like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that it. uh, It's not my favorite on the album, but I like it. I think it goes on too long, which is its biggest drawback. I happen to really like the lyrics, and um, the way she. I won't say the live version is better. The live version is great. I would
2: agree. I like it a little bit more than. Yeah. In the original.
1: I find it to be cinematic in terms of the lyrics. Guys, yeah, and then I think turns his back on her. And yeah.
2: It's like a six or seven minute song. It is. It, As a lot of songs on I think on that's Speak what kind of gets me. Yeah.
1: A lot of songs on it are. Um okay, a couple more questions for you, and then we'll turn it over to Joe. Uh let's go over to Beatles. Uh, favorite song on Sergeant Pepper. Oh, that's
2: so hard. I think it's just Sergeant Pepper
1: wow okay when you yeah. say that do you include like in your mind Do you include with a little help for my friends because it goes in there or Do you look at it separate it's,
2: that's my absolute favorite part of the entire record isn't that insane
1: I'm going to tell you something okay this is going to be fascinating I'm reading the Paul McCartney lyrics book oh and he talked about how so you know this book that I'm talking about I don't okay so Paul McCartney wrote a book me. It was actually the Barnes and Noble Book of the Year last year. So it's definitely a good book. And it's a two-volume set where he goes mm-hmm. through tons of his songs, the lyrics are printed, and he tells something about the songs. And like what he's oh, like amazing. Okay.
2: So he so like extended liner notes type yes, deal. Exactly. Cool.
1: And so you know when that song, Sgt. Peppers into with a little help from my friends, where so I want to introduce to you the one and only Billy Shears. Sergeant Pepper's like, so then you hear like the audience laugh. There's a sound of laughter, right? Mm-hmm. What he said, and he, he wrote about it in the context of another song. He said when he would listen to the radio as a kid, he said the listener kind of had to use their imagination because the radio program would be in front of an audience and you'd hear the audience clap or laugh and you'd have to picture what the performer was doing. And that's what he tried to recreate in that moment where you hear the audience at the sergeant pepper show laugh we don't know what they're laughing at all that's happening is that billy shears is coming in to sing with a little help from my friends interesting. but interesting so i thought that was pretty fascinating
2: oh that's awesome well then i think that's a good pick for my favorite my favorite song i think it's but that guitar when it goes into with a little help from my friends is just it's so brilliant yes. how they change it just changes the whole character of the song in like five seconds
1: it's fascinating it's just awesome Joe, you're going to have a lot to live up to here with your answer. I I can't. I I don't even want to go. I I can't answer this. And I'm going to throw a totally random question to conclude this lighting round, Alex. So let's turn it over now to Janet Jackson. What's your favorite Janet Jackson song?
2: Oh, the one where she's like, always work it out somehow. That's Janet Jackson, right? Together I don't know the name again.
1: Dream yeah, I'm so it. bad
2: with names tonight. Wait, <laughs> it's no,
1: it's together again. That's the name of the song. Yes. Yes. So good. Oh, man. I'm like,
0: is that only because here. Emma is a huge Janet Jackson fan?
2: <laughs> you know what? I've been a Janet Jackson fan for a long time, but that song I did take in a cool down that I really like. So I always listen to it. And every time I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, I really love this song. It is a great <laughs> like, song. It's a great song. It's a the, bomb. Um,
0: I believe the very first CD I ever bought was Rhythm Nation, 1814. Wow. So that's random. Isn't it? I know. I got, I, I bought that and Guns N' Roses used your illusion in the
1: same day. Great, so good. great purchases. <laughs> um. Okay, Joe. So building off of that, how many times have you seen Guns N' Roses live? Uh, three times. Really? Three times? That's more? Yeah. Did they all start in kind of on time or were they late like? Guns N Roses is known for
0: uh one of them they were sl- pretty, they were late the other two you know the, the latest tour they've been on time on every show I mean right. he's old they're old now so they have to <laughs>
2: you know, get their show in plus they'll kick them out <laughs> um let's let's ask you
1: some Taylor questions just so um I would like to ask you what would be your choice for next Taylor's version album to be released um Reputation Oh wow. Ooh, Man.
2: Hot take.
1: Hot take indeed. That's not a hot take. That's that's Taylor's best out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's need a moment to let that sink in. Um, and I, by the Scott way, I'm not needs a moment to I'm, remain offended. No, I'm not dis- No, 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 I'm not offended. I'm not disagree. Cause I love reputation. I, I, I feel it. I feel it doesn't get the respect it deserves. Although apparently it's, it's got an increased respect in recent years. Um, Joe, what is your least favorite song on reputation?
0: least favorite song on
1: reputation that so it goes oh yeah that's a solid choice yeah. for least favorite
0: yeah what
1: is your favorite song on reputation
0: um delicate probably
1: oh great it choice. Changes.
0: good choice delicate that yeah. was a great song um king of my heart i think is great
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's there's even though that's not a very well-known one um, I like "Don't Blame Me." I, like I mean, honestly, these are great. The, the album is awesome.
1: Taylor has recorded three songs with Ed Sheeran. One is on "Reputation," it's "Endgame." There's "Everything Has Changed" on Red, and on the uh, "From the Vault" collection on Red, it's the song "Run." Right, that's the name of the song with Ed yep. Sheeran. Out of yeah. those three, which is your favorite?
0: "Endgame," I think.
1: Me and too. I'm not even
0: a big "Endgame" fan, but I just the other two songs
1: they don't do it for me. "Endgame" music video is great. Great music video. That, that um, song does not get the respect it deserves. Speaking of not getting the respect it deserves, recently there was a trend on TikTok where people would take the song Enchanted, which I know is your all-time favorite Taylor song from Speak Now, right? That's your favorite.
2: Absolutely. And
1: like it took off it, it took off on TikTok. People would do these ridiculously stupid videos where they would slip sing to it as TikTok videos often are ridiculously stupid. <laughs> what was your reaction when that took off? Did it make you angry that people didn't recognize the brilliance of that song earlier
0: it didn't make me angry it just made me kind of roll my eyes and uh <laughs> you know just say that I, these people have missed a lot on of, of uh good taylor albums and songs and everything this enchanted honestly is i can listen to that over and
1: over every day and last question if i had a
0: spotify be... rap that would be number one <laughs> yes, i would I love to see your spotify rap so you know? would i i actually well, i don't know amazon was Scott... something similar and the funny thing is I, I sent to uh, Scott, I sent you a picture of my Amazon, like top songs and the first, the first eight out of the 10 songs were Olivia Rodrigo.
1: <laughs> yes, <here>. That's true.
2: It's <laughs> amazing. Scott, um, I thought yours would have had more Taylor. Mine. Yeah. You're yeah.
1: wrapped. My Taylor was one of my top artists, but not one of my top songs.
2: Yeah. My top song to on
1: Spotify wrapped from 2021 was a song I first heard on Peloton on an alley love Tabata ride that I favorited. This is my top song last year, the Justin Bieber Zed remix of Let Me Love You. I can't believe that's your top song on Spotify. I, 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 I couldn't do, believe I it love it, that. And I don't believe it now. I, there must be something wrong with that. <laughs> you had to try to get
2: that. Seriously.
1: I, I was shocked it was number one. I did play it a lot, but. Something seems so off about that, even now as I'm thinking about it. But anyhow, even um, somebody
0: in Justin Bieber's camp right now is like, this can't be true. This
1: can't be true. They <laughs> reviewed two their- Taylor's version albums to listen
2: to, and that was your top song.
1: You know, keep in mind I do have physical, I still buy Taylor in like physical formats, like C D and vinyl. So that's true. Um and Joe, your favorite Janet Jackson song. Um, this
0: is gonna be a weird one, but I just because going back to when I was a kid, I like Black Cat.
1: Yes, great song. Great song. Good choice. All right, so a couple. are you up for a couple more questions? Do you mind if I give you some more lighting rounds? Go for it. Let's do it. Okay, Alex, got to think of this. When you are on a road trip, what is your go-to? Uh, okay, you, you you do a lot of road trips, right? Yeah. Okay, on your most recent road trip, what was your go-to music more than anything else?
2: Casey Musgraves.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. It's
2: so weird because I really do. I think I always start the trip with golden hour and now it has just become this thing where if I don't start the trip with it, it feels weird and off. And then I like freak out. <laughs> so now it's just a must.
1: Golden hour is a great album. It's, it's, and go, the song golden hour is so beautiful. It's a, it's so a beautiful. work of art. Um, oh, it was okay. I'm going to ask you some more Taylor, but I want to talk to you about 1989 Taylor's album. Uh, What is your least favorite song on 1989?
2: Are we talking about 1989, the deluxe version? Um, Because the end, the the voice memos are a no for me. Okay. Um,
1: I would like to include the deluxe version, but I'm going to not allow (laughs) the voice memos to count as songs. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, Then I would probably say, wait, I'm doing least favorite, right? Favorite first. Favorite first?
1: No, least favorite.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I really threw you off with that. Um, Least favorite would probably be, I'm torn between like style. What? And I know, I know, I know. Well, there are so many bangers though. We have Blank Space. We have Shake It Off. We have Bad Blood. We have Wildest Dreams. Wildest Dreams is so good. And I think it's so underrated.
1: Please answer the question of what your least favorite song in
2: 1989 <laughs> Style. is. Dial.
1: Oh, st- oh, okay. All right.
2: Yeah. Why? What did you think I said?
1: Okay. Listen. He, he couldn't believe that you were listen, serious. I'm going to tell you something right now.
2: Is that your favorite?
1: Not only is it my favorite song on 1989, it is, oh, is my all time Taylor, Taylor favorite Taylor Swift song.
2: Just doesn't do it for me.
1: Alex, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, no. The day 19- This is it. You'll never have me out. on the podcast. Okay. No, no, no. This is actually, this is like on, remember CNN Crossfire was a show where they had on opposing political parties <laughs> and like they would go back and forth. This, yeah. It made for great, great TV. <laughs> so no, no, no. And by the way, Alex, I have such respect for you when it comes to music. This is just, I am stunned right now though. I'm, I admit I'm stunned. So 1989. 1989- just
2: because it's my least favorite doesn't mean it's like a bad song.
1: I understand. I understand. <laughs> Um, I was listening to 1989 with headphones on and style kicks on, never heard it before. And it had like this weird guitar sound to start the track, which I thought was cool. And then it went into these, like these 80 synth Miami vice type beats. And I was, I think I, my jaw literally dropped in that moment. I couldn't believe how much I love the song from the moment I heard it. Uh, and I still love it, but I have such respect for you that I hate it now. No, I'm just kidding.
2: I'm just kidding. No, no, it's okay no, if you no, disagree with
1: no, me. No. no, 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 I, I know you I'm don't I'm sorry, hear, Scott, I, I, was I didn't surprised mean to, by that to answer. Be a John, are you surprised?
0: I am extremely surprised. I, I don't know a single person who doesn't it's like style. It's just and not I my favorite. I know like eight people.
2: Like, I don't know, <laughs> I have like one friend. <laughs> um, no, okay. I just think there are so many other great tracks.
1: Uh, great. 1989 is a and strong And to album.
2: be fair, I did ask about the deluxe version and my original answer was the voice memos. So okay, I think fair, that redeems fair. it a little bit.
1: <laughs> I, I respect right. that. Um, so let's speaking of the deluxe version, there are three bonus tracks that didn't make the regular album. Wonderland, New Romantics, and You Are in Love. Out of those three, which is your favorite?
2: Um, I think I like You Are in Love.
1: Love that song. It's such a great yeah. song. Great yeah, song.
2: it is a good song.
1: Can you Fathom that the non deluxe version of nineteen eighty nine, which most people probably listen to as their main version, had songs like "How You Get the Girl," and um I am not a fan of clean, but like let's just take "How You Get Get the Girl" instead of something like "New Romantics." I still can't get over that.
2: Yeah, I can't either.
0: "New Romantics" is one we, of her best songs.
2: Yeah, did we talk about this on the last one when we did probably. the Taylor's version review? Yeah, "New Romantics" is such a good song.
1: Yes. It's, it's that song never gets old. I've listened to that song a gazillion times. And um even Wonderland's a, a better song than some of the others that made the album. Um yeah. but it's it's really nineteen eighty nine is so good. I know places is an amazing song. I remember Joe when yeah. we went to the 1989 World Tour, there was somebody wearing a shirt that said, like, we are the what's the line for the song I am the foxes you know what I'm saying it's a
0: oh um
1: I know what you're saying but it's... anyhow I just love the fact they yeah. made clothes based on the song I know places <laughs> which is how you know they're true fans <laughs> that's um, a
0: real that's a real swifty right there uh
1: why what did is you your...
2: guys make clothes
1: oh we don't no 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 we don't uh... <laughs> no no we don't do that who said we didn't <laughs> um uh what is your favorite music video by taylor
2: Um, you know, I really liked the, wait, which one was with Blake Lively? I know that's a horrible question. With Blake Blake Lively Lively or directed by Blake Lively? no, I'm sorry. Directed by Blake Lively. The new
1: one from the Red Taylor's version, the, uh, the Chris Stapleton duet. I bet you think about me.
2: That was it. And that was, yes. Um, I really liked that one.
1: It was creative. It was very well done. It
2: was very creative, different. Um, but I really liked it.
1: And, um another Beatles question. Do you prefer early or late Beatles? Early. What do you like more? I'm going to give you like rapid round of two songs. Tell me which one you like more. A hard yeah. day's night or I feel fine.
2: Hard day's night.
1: And I love her. Or if I fell.
2: Oh, and I love her.
1: Let it be. Or I saw her standing there.
2: I saw her standing there.
1: Twist and shout their cover version of that. Or um Help. Help. Yesterday or Eleanor Rigby? Eleanor Rigby. Here, there, and everywhere, or Dr. Robert. <laughs> Stupid question. I think that's <laughs> here, there, and everywhere is a better song. Uh, yeah. Well, what is your answer to that? Here, there, everywhere. <laughs> here, there, and everywhere, or good day, sunshine.
2: Oh, good day, sunshine.
1: I will, or dear prudence. Dear prudence. Martha, my dear, or birthday?
2: Martha, my dear.
1: Your blues are helter-skelter.
2: Helter-skelter.
1: Something, or here comes the sun.
2: Here comes the sun. Another one I used to jam out to on Rock Band.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I used um, to like we pretend I was
2: I was <laughs> when cool you yeah, when I was a kid doing the <laughs> bass, on, <laughs> like the really hard part.
1: I'm gonna give you three more, and then we'll uh, we'll turn it over to Joe. Um, let's do uh, "All My Loving" or "I Want to Hold Your Hand."
2: I want to hold your hand.
1: The long and winding road or taxman.
2: Long and winding road.
1: Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds or The Fool on the Hill? Lucy. Bonus question. All you need is love or fixing a hole?
2: All you need is love.
1: Amazing round.
2: Does that redeem my style answer? (laughs) No, your style answer Because now I'm going to be anxious about this all night.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Your style answer is this honestly... This is the moment I became a podcast host. This is when I finally settled into the role. This was,
2: <laughs> this was great.
1: Really glad I can keep you on your toes. I just was stunned by that answer. I, I literally was stunned that you said style. I was stunned.
2: Yeah. Too many good ones on that album.
1: Yeah. Um, thank you for those remarkable answers. That was fantastic. Thank you for those remarkable round of questions. of applause.
2: <laughs> now I can't tell if you guys are being sarcastic.
1: No, no, I love that. I, I honestly could do a whole show of rapid fire like this. I find it fascinating.
2: You know that rapid fire is my absolute favorite.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, you, you you could do this for four or five hours.
2: We did once.
1: I know. <laughs> um, all right, Joe. We'll do yours round, and then I'll we'll tell our listeners where they can find Stuffy Love podcasts on uh, on social media. All right. Okay. Here we go. Uh, give me a theme. Do you want to Taylor rapid round?
0: I, I would say no. Okay. But if you want to do Taylor, I'll do, I'll do anything. I love, I'll do any wrap around. You can do anything you want, music, okay, well, for, whatever.
1: First question. What is the most memorable concert you attended? Um, my chemical romance at Maxwell's. Great answer. Great answer. Uh, what is your favorite? My chemical romance song. Mama. <sighs> Such a great song. Um, do you like the song, the ghost of you as what, where do you rank the ghost of you in your my chem hierarchy of songs? Is it in top five? No, top 10, top 10. Okay. Um, what band do you like more? My chemical romance or fallout boy. Ooh, I think my chemical romance. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen fallout boy live? Um, probably four or five, maybe even more. And, um, do you listen to them as much as you used to? No, not even close. Not even close. Why do you think that is?
0: Uh, just passage of time. And I think their newer stuff is not as good as the older stuff. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the way it goes.
1: What is one of your favorite Funko Pops? Not necessarily your favorite, but one of your favorite Funko Pops that you have.
0: Um, I can picture it on my desk at work. I have uh, the Night King. He's sitting at a throne
1: all right yes
0: actually i don't know if you got that from i think you did but that that is uh that's one of my favorites he's very very cute on
1: there (laughs) um do you play board games
0: no but i always want to
1: do you get annoyed at the fact that a lot of the newer board games a lot of people complain how difficult they are to follow the directions
0: yes that's not how a board game should work it should be easy and fun
1: i get very annoyed with that just that uh I did purchase a board game. I'm expecting it any day now. I don't even know if it's sold out on Shop Disney. But as part of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, they reissued a game by Milton Bradley from the 70s called "Like We're Going to Disney World," and it just like was this vintage game. It looks awesome and and easier. You know what I mean? I can't stand games where every page is like a hundred gazillion rules, and it's just not yeah, not enjoyable. I'll play that with you. I, I saw that you got that. Look cool, awesome. As a kid, did you play Stratego? I did play Stratego. Did you play Risk?
0: I did play Risk, yes. I I remember playing Risk in 7th and 8th grade at school.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Did you ever bring a Walkman or a Discman to school?
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Um, Did you, as a kid, play more video games or board games? Probably video games. And what system did you play more than any other system?
0: More than any other system, um, I would say Nintendo 64, probably
1: great answer. Um, here's a question. Out of all of the main forms of pop culture entertainment, movies, TV, music, books, sports, video games, which one is your favorite right now to take part in? Right now, I'd say music. And how often do you listen to music versus podcasts? Music, uh, 90% music. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to music, is it mostly albums or playlists or radio stations? Lately, it's been mostly uh, playlists. Okay. That you create or that a service creates for you? A little bit of both. Do you listen to Pandora? No. Okay. Um, What is your favorite song from Michael Jackson's Thriller?
0: Uh, that's That's a really tough one. I'll say
1: Billie Jean. So Michael Jackson recorded three duets with Paul McCartney: "The Girl Is Mine" from Thriller, "Say Say Say" from Paul McCartney's Pipes of Peace, and also a song called "The Man" from Pipes of Peace. Out of those three songs, which is your favorite? "The Girl Is Mine." I love that song. <laughs> it's such a I love the song. video too. Um, what is your favorite Frank Sinatra song? Um, my life, or my way, my way, my way. Um, this I'm not my way. Uh, the Britney Spears song From the Bottom of My Broken Heart is my favorite Britney Spears song. Where do you rank it on a scale of one to ten? I would say seven. What song do you like more? Mandy Moore's Candy or Christina Aguilera's "Call um, Come On Over Baby? Candy. Do you like the song Walk Me Home by Mandy Moore? I do not like that song. Oh, wow. Um, hot take. Hot take. Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> Spice Girl song? Um.
0: I, I don't remember what it's called. It's the one where uh, we're giving you everything. Say you'll uh, be there. That. That's it. Right? Say you'll be there.
1: Yeah. Alex, I was, for answering that I was that,
2: manifesting I'm gonna, you saying that.
1: I'm thank gonna, you. I'm going to interrupt you around, Joe, to ask Alex a question. What is your favorite Spice Girl song? Say you'll be there. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, what do you like more, Joe? Backstreet Boys or In Sync? Um, Backstreet Boys. 98 Degrees or In Sync? In Sync. Favorite member of Backstreet Boys?
0: This, that's really tough. I don't know. I I honestly don't have a bad, a favorite. Ninety
1: eight degrees or O town. Ooh, ninety eight degrees. Um, two more questions. Favorite
2: Ariana Grande song right now.
1: Seven rings is the first one that comes to mind. Wow, love Great. it. Great answer. And uh, your last rap, uh, rapid fire question tonight is, someone said to you, Joe, you've listened to too much Taylor Swift. You can only listen to one Taylor Swift album going forward. And I'm taking away your other CDs. <laughs> What's the one
0: album you would choose to keep? That's a really tough one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say speak now.
1: A speak now. Okay.
0: Even though reputation is my favorite Taylor Swift album, I think speak now, I, I, I can listen to that more in, in a way.
1: Okay, and my last question for both of you, you get the same question. What is an album or song you are now going to listen to tomorrow? Alex, what do you got?
2: Um, like from our discussion or just in general? In general. I think I'm gonna to listen to Dermot Kennedy's most recent record. The name is actually slipping my mind because that's tonight's vibe for me. Hold on, without fear—that's what it's called. Wow. I always forget.
1: Very good, and Joe. Um, I'm
0: looking at my list that I have queued up for tomorrow at work, and Nina Simone is at the top.
1: Okay. Ooh,
0: good pick.
1: Followed by uh, Silk Sonic, so that's going to be a good day. <laughs> that's great. Um, I think we all love the Silk Sonic, right? We've all discussed this. Oh, yeah. Silk- okay. Well, I got it. This has been fantastic. Um, Alex, as always, we thank you for joining the show tonight.
2: Guys, thanks for having me. This is always so much fun. These are
1: the best shows to record. Um, Your music knowledge is unbelievable. And your Peloton knowledge is astounding. (laughs) Let me get my source out here. (laughs) The- <laughs> and uh it's always great having you on the show. And we would love it if you continue to uh to join us on our uh on on the podcast.
2: I will be here anytime you want me here. You know that. And I absolutely love it. Thank you guys again for having me.
0: Thanks you thank you for being honest. It's great.
1: This is amazing.
0: Um
1: I'm I'm still stunned. I just I don't even know what to say. I'm gonna listen um, to style tomorrow, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe okay. i'll
2: listen seven times isn't that the rule like try something seven times and you'll start to like it maybe i'll just keep listening over and over again i'd be curious but your I reaction still stand then, by my argument because my original question was about the voice memos that's so. true that's true All right. this is like a uh, an amazing technicality
1: in the uh storyline of the Stuffy love podcast what was the <laughs> true answer but anyhow uh to our listeners out there, you can find Stuff We Love Podcast on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram at Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a YouTube channel along with a Facebook page. You can write to us, Stuff We Love Podcast at gmail.com. Our website is stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe and leave us those good reviews, which makes it easier for others to find the podcast. And uh, with that, we're going to go around the table one more time. Uh, and thank you again, Alex, for being here. And Joe, always good to be with you, my friend. As always.
2: I am Scott, you guys. I'm Joe. I'm Alex.
1: Alex, why don't you close us out?
2: And this has been the stuff we love podcast.